0: Hi, welcome to The Bridge Podcasts. We hope you enjoy the following message. For more information on all that's happening at The Bridge Church, please visit www.bridge-church.com. I don't want to speak for too long this morning, um, but I just want to, it is a little bit about um, the power of baptism and what, you know, what happens now? Well, what happened in Jesus's life? after he was baptized. And I've got a few main points just to share with you. And number one is that some people don't know how to relate to, to Jesus. They're A bit confused about, so is, is he God? Is he a man? Or what, what exactly is he? He came to this earth fully human, as we are. And the next point I want to make is he had to humble himself to do that he laid aside his power and his majesty to fulfill God's plan of righteousness on the earth. Now, he was, he was one of the most awesome men that ever lived, amen? The most awesome man that ever lived. But he was then baptized, and the fulfillment of that began at his baptism. The, from that time forth, the Holy Spirit empowered Jesus' ministry, And that's when the miracles, the signs, and the wonders began an unstoppable following which continues until he returns. Jesus has a following on this earth. There are people that follow Jesus and you don't have to be ashamed of following Jesus. And people will will come back to him like Marlene did and people will come to know him for the first time and uh, that'll happen until he comes back again. And so then the the last main point I have is that we now as people have authority on this earth because we believe in him to continue his ministry until he returns again. And that's our job as the church. And so I wanna read in Philippians chapter two from verse seven to 10. He came and made himself of no reputation, He came in our likeness as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient even to the point of death, death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him the name above every name, that the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord. Amen. You know, that name is a glorious name. And one day, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess and we either do it voluntarily during our time on here on this earth. While we have time, we do it voluntarily. Because if not, it will happen in the future. Wherever you may be, it will happen. If it's not done now of our own free will, one day every knee will bow. And every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. And that's our, that's our purpose here as a church, is to introduce people to Jesus. Amen. And so, if you go to Acts chapter 10 from verse 34, Peter's speaking here. And he says, um, let's go from verse 37. That word you know which was proclaimed throughout all Judea, it began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good, and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all things which he did both in the land, the Jews, and in Jerusalem. Amen. So after the baptism, things really began. His ministry really began. And he was a remarkable person anyway. Even when he was a teenager, he knew the scrolls. He was found in the synagogues teaching the scholars of, of of the of the word. So he was, don't get the idea that he really wasn't much until he was 30 years of age. He was remarkable. Yeah. He was, I mean, he, he he was he was God in flesh. So he was remarkable. And but you know, he was anointed at, at 30 years of age at his baptism. And He wouldn't have needed that anointing if he had had all his divine power working with him. So up until that point in time, he still hasn't had the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And it was after this baptism that he began to do the miraculous. 30 years, I don't see that there there was anything miraculous apart from that he was a remarkable person. But then in about three and a half years of ministry, some of the most amazing things took place. People were healed, raised from the dead. The blind could see, the lame could walk, the deaf could hear, all of these things. Amen. He began to function with this miracle working power. And um, that was the beginning of his ministry. Amen. And when he came in Matthew 13, when he came to John and says, John, I want to be baptized by you. John was astonished. He says, it shouldn't be me baptizing you. It should be the other way around. So Jesus just taught in total humility says, I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to set an example for people to follow. And Marlene and Allison followed that example this morning. Yeah. They followed that ex- this morning. And Jesus said to John, permit it to be so just now, for it's fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness And then John says, okay, I'll baptize you. But what does that mean? It means Jesus was essentially saying, we need to do what is right and acceptable in the eyes of God. That is why you need to baptize me right now. And so when he had been baptized, Jesus came up from the water. And behold, the heavens were open to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Amen. Amen. And so Jesus, if we keep him as our perfect example in life, we won't go far wrong. We won't go far wrong, church. Keep him as your perfect example. If we truly accept that we should model our lives on him, will we go to the same lengths as he went to? Think about that. Would we go to the same lens as he went to? And this is these are these are um, elementary steps in 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 the life of a Christian to be born again and to receive Jesus into our heart, and then to be baptized in water, and then to go on to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And these are the things that these people have done this morning, and many of you have done them as well, albeit in in the in the Clyde estuary off the the coast there. But you know. But Jesus, he, he, he didn't want there to be a division. He numbered himself with us as people being baptized. He identifies with every single one of you here today. If you're sitting in this place and you don't know Jesus, and you've never asked him into your heart, I want to, to say to you this morning that Jesus identifies with you. He knows your struggles. He knows your weaknesses, and he also knows your future. He knows your future. So life can begin this morning. In the Bridge Church in Your a new life can begin in this place today. Amen. Amen. And so, Allison and Marlene, you identified with Christ this morning. Amen. Jesus was the perfect lamb. He had no sin. John says, repent and be baptized. Yet Jesus, without sin, still went through baptism. But John said something interesting. He says, yeah, I can baptize you and you go through the waters of baptism, but wait until you get the baptism of Jesus, because he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And that's altogether different. So we thank God this morning. That's, we've we're always got something to look forward to in Christ. Amen. And we pray, we've got some passionate prayers that come when we pray together on Wednesday mornings. We pray, pray particularly Alex, we pray for fire, for passion, rising up. And um, you know, it it was the passion that Jesus had that took him every step of the way, even when he didn't want to go to the cross, it was the passion he had for you and me that took him there all the way, every step of the way, amen. Ephesians 1.17 says that the, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glo- glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. Amen. We need the Holy Spirit to reveal more of Jesus to us. We need the Holy Spirit to understand God, to learn more about God, the character of God, the nature of God. It's the Holy Spirit that helps us in these things. And this morning, I believe that all you need to do is ask, and God will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, just like Ephesians said. Amen. Amen. The presence of God is here this morning. There's even this morning as a team, when we pray in the green room and, 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 and Pauline, Pauline, you know, uh, hasn't, was, is going through a few struggles the last little while. And, and, and you know what? I can only do this. We just prayed. I, we can only do this with your strength. You steady us. You're the rock that we run to. You're the solid foundation of our lives. Every, every other foundation is like shifting and sinking sand. And you're the only one. You're the foundation of our life. If I, I, I need steadiness in my life, Lord. And we, I've tried, as probably have Alison and Marlene, to look for things that will bring steadiness to our lives in other places, and they never worked, did they? The only thing that can give us that rock-solid steadiness is the Lord Jesus Christ, having him in our, in our lives. And so, as believers everywhere, take those steps, salvation, water baptism, baptism in the Holy Spirit, repentance from dead works, and turning to be obedient to the call. As we do those things, we might not even know it, but we, we are the living hands and feet of Jesus on earth today. Jesus Christ lives through each one of us as his church, as his body. Amen? And we have something powerful, because when he was resurrected, and we'll talk about that miracle in a moment, where did he go? He went to be at the right hand of his Father, but he sent his Holy Spirit to us here on this earth. What else did he give us to use? His name. He gave us his own name. Amen. So we have been given his name, the name of Jesus, to accomplish the purposes that he has for us on this earth on his behalf. It's not for us. It's not to build. It's not for Facebook likes and anything. It's for his glory. Amen. It's, you know, and so thank God for that. In Romans chapter six, verse one, it says, what shall we say? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound in God's graceful and gracious, amen? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Amen. This morning was just a, the picture of that, being uh, uh, identifying with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so today, even though you've given your life to Jesus Christ, this this is a new chapter in your effectiveness as a Christian. I really believe that, amen? So you were immersed not only into water this morning, but you were immersed into Jesus Christ. You identify with him, amen? And in Ephesians 1.22, he says that Jesus put all things under his feet, And gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Amen. Because he is the head of the church. We are the church, we are his body. And so the authority of Christ is ours. And it's for the benefit of the church, for the benefit of us to be able to reach out and help people. Amen. And if you hadn't already noticed, this Earth and the geographical territory, and the atmosphere around this Earth, it's the domain of the 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 word the word the word calls in many names. Let's just say it's the domain of the devil, the prince of this world, and. You know, we often talk about where the battlefield is and people talk about the battlefield of the mind. And we know that we do do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but we do spiritual warfare. But the devils are all here. They're here on this earth. Mm -hmm. They surround this planet. This is where the battle is. And I know that good will overcome. Good will overcome. Amen. And so we have the name of Jesus to help us in this. Amen. And so he goes into the wilderness after he's been baptized, doesn't he? Yeah. And that's where he basically states to Satan, I'm not going to be seduced by you. I'm not going to be tempted by you. And he, and he wasn't. Even though he was weak and he was hungry, he said, no, it's not going to happen. Satan w- could have been under no illusions. This is the Son of God, and he's here to get a job done, and all I've done in the past, because every prophet that prophesied that Jesus was coming to be born, what we celebrate now, they were all trying, the, 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 the forces that came to bear on them tried to wipe all of them out. Herod murdered every child under the age of two years old. Everything came, we, we've got to stop this man Jesus from doing what he is going to do on this earth. Amen. And so he, he resisted the devil and the devil fled for him. Amen. And so how do we align with this example of Jesus? Do we have the ability to reject the tempter and, and deal him a crushing blow? Yes, we do. How do we do that? Every time a soul is saved, every time a victory is won, every time a miracle is worked, it's like an arrow in the enemy's in the, in the forces of evil. Amen. And so that's how we have to go about things. And on this earth right now, there's a lot of skeptics, cynics, naysayers, and doubters, isn't there? But you know what? We believe they can be won over. I heard this week of an eight, of a guy who was a practicing atheist, and he's now a practicing Christian, and very, very, very outspoken. So God can take a situation that you'll never reach them and he can reach them. Amen? And it's through miracle signs and wonders. You know, and uh, there's natural miracles. We read about it in the word, stilling the storm. um, You know, uh, uh, food, you know, a multiplication of, of food, fishes, all of these different things. There's miracles that took place that were beyond the human body, but then there were miracles that involved us humans involved the human body and they involved us directly and the the most disputed and controversial one is the is the resurrection from the dead and that is what some people even even some christians struggle to believe that you you have to be you have to believe it to be a christian you have to believe it and you know, it's not like psychosomatic healing where someone can say to you, oh, well, it was all in your mind, it's just a coincidence. You can't be psychosomatically dead. You're, you, if you're dead, you're dead. And if you're raised from the dead, you're raised from the dead. You know, the, the, the critics, the skeptics, have can, uh, they've got no weapon against that. And I'd encourage you to have a look on the internet. There's a, a doctor, his name is Dr. Sean George. He's a doctor in Kalgoorlie um, Hospital in Western Australia. And I heard about his story this week. He was physically dead for one hour and 25 minutes. He's living today now. His wife, who's a Christian, came to his bedside. He was driving in his truck out uh, on the way back to the hospital, took a heart attack. You can go and see his testimony online. But his wife prayed a simple prayer. Lord, my husband is only 38 years old. I'm only 37. We have a 10-year-old boy. Please save my husband. Virtually immediately, a, 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 a heartbeat registered on the ECG after being being flatlined for 38 minutes and some other medical terms for basically being having no oxygen supply. Raised from the dead, Amen. Amen. The the power of prayer and 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 so we have to thank God after the after that baptism his ministry of miracles began and we I say we we can be the conduit for miracles you can pray for people and they'll be delivered do you believe that and if we what is a miracle a miracle is something that defies natural laws or understanding it's something that you know what that should never that should never have been able to happen because it goes against physics it goes against nature but Jesus is in, in the miracle business. Amen. Yes. Amen. And so, praise God for that. Yes. And so, there's so many people that have witnessed miracles. All we need to do is tell more about them. Because yes. there's eye, there was eyewitness in, eyewitnesses to what Jesus did in his word. Eyewitnesses. And so, and the people that didn't, really care much about what was going on, they tested and they said, oh, okay, show us a sign. You know, God doesn't do miracles for our entertainment. He does things where they're needed most. Yes. If you need a miracle today, God is ready. It, it, it's, it, it's where there's a, such a desire and a draw on his love and his mercy. That's where miracles happen. That's why in in places like China and Nepal and Mozambique, there are signs, wonders, and miracles happening in these places all the time. It's because there is such a craving for deliverance from these people. Amen? And so, you know, some people think, well, it's just... You know, it's just the Pentecostals and the Charismatics that are all into these miracles. It's not. Do you know that in other places, in China, half of all conversions are rooted in healings by faith? By, by the missionaries and the church on the ground in China. About 80% of converts to Christianity in Nepal are due to being healed or exorcisms. So signs, wonders, and miracles bring people into God's kingdom. And we we believe for signs, wonders, and miracles to happen in Scotland again, to happen. And they do happen. I I say again, they do happen. And when they happen, we, we need to know about them, find out about them, and tell people about them. Amen? So miracles take place. Usually where there's no alternatives, that's where God loves to work where there's no alternative, there's no alternative medicine, there's no other answer, God says, I'm going to do a miracle for you. Is, is, is there anyone in this place today, put your hand up if God has done a miracle in your life? Yes. Amen. Okay, so great. I'm sure you can remember them all. The times when you were in the jaws of death and you're like, you look back and you think, how did I get out of that one? Yeah. How did I escape that? How did I get out of... How did I get out of 68,000 pounds worth of debt? How did I get out of that one? How did, how, did, how did, you know, my business failed, but you've restored me. And here I am, I've, I've, I've made a comeback. Amen. Amen. So praise God for comebacks. We're all, there's a comeback story, I think, in all of us. Amen. And so praise God that is, that, is, that is how we show people who the real God is and, and which gospel is the real gospel, is being unafraid to pray. Pray for people wherever you meet them and they have a need. Amen? Because if we don't, there's, the, you know, and if you read in God's word, there was Pharaoh's ma- magicians, Simon the sorcerer, the seven sons of Sceva, all these people doing these signs and wonders. But let me tell you, that they're imposters, you know. There's, the, the, you, the, there's. We know that there's power, supernatural power in both in both realms, but the true, the the, the power that the power that can deliver us to eternal life only exists with God, and that's the power. That's the power that we really need in our lives. Amen. Thanks for listening. Remember to visit our website www.bridge-church.com and connect with us via Facebook and Twitter.